Welcome to the R&B Podcast. R&B Podcast. R&B Podcast. As you guys can see, I don't know where to look. I guess I shouldn't look at any cameras now. I'm yeah. going to look at my camera. Yeah, I'm looking at my camera over I, there. <laughs> as you guys can see, we now have the triple camera setup. We are, Rob, we are professional vodcasters now. Yeah, we are professional in the sense that we're in your basement. Right. And we're recording. <laughs> Why did you have to tell them we're in my basement? As far as they know, we're in a studio. We're in a professional production studio. Yeah, this is the professional vodcast. We studio. spent a lot of money on this studio. We did spend a lot of you money. You have in the studio. to believe me. And since we spent a lot of money in the studio, if you want this vodcast to continue, then what you need to do is go check out the new comic story and shirt, the Krakakakoom shirt. <laughs> I don't even we, have my own shirt. We're going to make you one, and we're going to make an R and B shirt eventually. But right now, the comic story and shirt is what you should be going for. <laughs> It'll be on the screen right now. It's a flash themed comic story and shirt coming up with my favorite catchphrase that I have now made my own. You have best thing coming out of DC Rebirth. I have Karakakako. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Have you you're not gonna, heard me do gonna, it? I've heard you do that, but you're, I mean, is that, is if that I do it now, it's going to peak the mic. Is that like, like when the lightning strikes? Yeah. No, no. It's when he goes at top speed. Right, right. So he'll be like, you know, the flash is running at top speed. And then it's like the reverse flash showed up and he pissed him off. And then it's like the flash moves and you see a Krakakakoom. <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing. See? Yeah, that would work. Because that's how they've been writing it since like the dawn of time. That's like, that's it. He cracks the lightning. He's yeah. going so quickly. I don't know. It's like Wolverine's whole snicked. Snick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows snicked or thwip. Yeah. Thwip is a thing. Oh, the Spider-Man yep. webbing. Yeah. So we have a Crack Akakum <laughs> t-shirt right here at Comic Story to celebrate Flash and the R&B podcast. Mm -hmm. Funds of the sales of that shirt go to fund the vodcast. They go to me. They, no, well, <laughs> they, go both, they go both ways, but <laughs> they, they bought, to, they they bought all this sure we can do new equipment. Like you see all this cool new equipment? Yeah, they literally go to making like a good podcast. <laughs> they do. They that's exactly why we started doing merchandising and more brand deals. We wanted yeah. to fund an amazing podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy this. Exactly. Um, and on that note, don't I just want to, we always have to promote it, right, Rob? Um, yeah. Rob and I have a gaming channel, which we, do it, Monster. we do it with Natalie. Mm -hmm. um, it's a wonderful gaming channel. I personally really enjoy doing it. <laughs> I know you enjoy it. We have a lot of fun over there. We discuss topics uh, like, is No Man's Sky any good? And we mm -hmm. get shot up up in player unknown battle and rob loses to natalie when he plays video games yeah we've renamed that series now to rob loses to natalie rob loses to natalie yeah that's <laughs> natalie beats rob <laughs> it's it's the most entertaining show i guess <laughs> just watching me get beat at games <laughs> but where can we find that podcast or that that channel rob that channel eligible monster youtube.com slash eligible monster there you go you can, you can also it. find it down in the description yeah, well, if you're watching the podcast, but if you're, if you're watching, watching the, the re-upload, then they don't have a description. Oh, that's true. They don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you understand how iTunes and SoundCloud work. There's no video yeah, or description. True. Well, there is a description. Well, it's not really like a clickable description. No, it's not really a, clickable. Not a link so. that will take you anywhere. So at this point, I, as we know, our commenters, if they are watching the vodcast version of this, are in the comments down below going, video starts at mm -hmm. whatever time this is. Yep. Today's topic, Rob? is the most tragic deaths that I could dig up. Oh, man. Now, I, I did a the lot feels, of work on this. Dude, the feels um, are going to be real in this podcast. <laughs> I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 tragic deaths in comics. Wow. I'm almost terrified. To hear them. I'm going to be, I'm just going to be crying by the time. Well, let's start it off with a couple of the easy ones. Okay. okay. We'll start off with one of the most obvious ones. Okay. We all know the origin of Batman, mm -hmm. but think about that for a moment. That is a tragic death. As much as we're tired of hearing about Thomas and Martha Wayne dying, you have a young boy between the ages of eight to 12 mm -hmm. whose parents were gunned down in front of him. I would say Bat the death of Batman's parents is probably the most important, like the two most important deaths in comic books. It's not like Superman's parents, right? 
Like no, no, parents, no. they were on Krypton, Planet Blew Up, whatever. Because there were countless other Krypton. Well, they're on this list too, so we'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but but Batman, and even more so than Uncle Ben, I would say like the death of Batman's parents, because it's literally the definitive reason why he became Batman. Yes. Spider-Man was already Spider-Man by the time Uncle Ben died. But like Bruce Wayne became Batman because of his parents' deaths. Right. So and, and, and his only father figure at that point was Alfred. Yeah. How would you feel if you were just a rich kid who had these great parents? And uh, basically what it all turned into was now your butler's raising you. Yeah, they get shot in a dark alley somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it tragic. Well, it, that, it that's makes it, the point of this video. Yeah, I know. The 24 most tragic deaths in comics. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it complements the name of the video. It makes it tragic. We're not a movie. We're not naming the movie somewhere in the movie. Like, we're, <laughs> I get it. They're yeah. the inglorious bastards. Dude, there's this hilarious scene in Family Guy where he does that, where it's like, he's, he's like, oh, they said it. They said the name of the movie. <laughs> So that's yeah. what I want to kick the list off with. And okay. for all you guys in the comments, oh, that's weak. Trust me. This is going to get good. This yeah. is going to get real good. I imagine okay. it'll get cool. So the next one, we're going to go with the next obvious tragic death. Okay. You mentioned it already. Mm -hmm. Death of Superman's parents? Well, that's oh, third. The death of Uncle Ben? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Because once again, we had a father figure that did. was gunned down because of Spider-Man's own inability to stop it. Well, that, in terms of heroes learning lessons... That's important because yeah. it taught Spider-Man that when you have the ability to act, it's your responsibility to act. It's the quintessential statement, like with power or with great power must come great responsibility. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Um, that must was that also lesson. come. Must <laughs> also come. Yeah. God, man, if, if Sal was here, he'd freak. Uh, no, it, it literally fits in perfectly with that whole with that whole theme. Like yeah. he learned his lesson and came home to roost. Um, it is important because, I mean, Uncle Ben is like the driving factor behind Peter Parker in terms of how he acts as Spider-Man. But again, I don't think it's as tragic as Batman because he didn't become Spider-Man because of the death of Uncle Ben. So. I don't know. You're right. And the, the tragedy of Batman's parents turned him into Batman. Yeah. But the tragedy of Uncle Ben's death is still a pretty epic moment for the character, for every family member. You know, Aunt May dealt with that for years to come. Yeah. I would uh, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, even characters, depending on which version of Peter Parker you're looking at, characters like Mary Jane even felt the the impact of the death of Uncle Ben. Yeah. I mean, it did. It, it did have far reaching consequences. But in terms of like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, it helped to define Peter in terms of like, it's like the Gwen Stacy death. Like, oh, yeah. well, you know, it helped to define his character. But I don't know. I still give it to Tom and Mar Thomas and Martha Wayne. Okay. All right. Yeah. So next we'll go with the third one, mm -hmm. uh, which is Superman's parents. Yes. And now everyone likes to kind of just be like, oh, Superman's parents died. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. But think about this. The, the tragedy of this death is Zor-El in most versions of that story knew the death was coming. Yeah. And he spent all of his time to do nothing but save his son. Mm -hmm. He could have built a big ship. He could have tried. Well, he, he tried. To, that was the whole thing. He tried to warn the science council so they would build ships. Which depends which version. Some of them he oh, didn't yeah. warn him. Some of them he did. Depends, you know, there's multiple yeah. versions. So, okay. but what I'm saying is like he still could have built a way for him, himself, his wife and his son to all survive. Tried for that. Instead, his focus was getting his son off the planet. Yeah. I mean, it is sad because it's, it's, it's the quintessence. It's, it's the equivalent of a parent jumping in front of a bullet for their kids. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And, and it is cool because it helps to like, I think it goes towards Superman trying to be human because he just wants to belong somewhere. Right. Um, and it is cool. But again, you know, I mean, it's 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 people that you never see outside of his origin story. Maybe some flashbacks, possibly a story where he travels back in time. I mean, that's it. Like, they're so distant and so removed. It's like, yeah, his parents got blown up. And even then, the death of his parents is overshadowed by, like, the entire existing like sidekick team of Superman. So. No, it, you're, you're right about that. And I think that's the problem with these three tragic deaths where no one ever lets them like sink in. It's, yeah. You never sit there and you're like, oh, the death of Uncle Ben, that was really sad. And you never sit there and you're like, oh, the death of Batman's parents was really sad. Mm -hmm. It's because they're just referenced 
we almost never have any context behind it. It's just, oh, they died. Yeah. And that's the end of it. But if you really think about the situation, all of those deaths are really impactful. They turn to these characters into the superheroes that they, they are now. You know, yeah. even Uncle Ben, while he was already Spider-Man, he wasn't really Spider-Man. He was like just a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he had, his, he had his powers. He had the ability to go fight crime. Yeah, is basically he just chose not to. He just chose not to. Right. Yeah. But these are three major tragic deaths that no one ever really gives the weight that I feel like they deserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of parents just dying. Yeah, that's really it. So, okay. So but, now we're, we're going to... Oh, God. Well, I was say, it's kind of ironic, too, because those are the three most important deaths in the history yeah. of comics. <laughs> they really are, you know? And there's more that we're going to bring up in a minute that, yeah. that people love to discuss, and they, they don't get brought up that often. Yeah. Next... <clears throat> I'm actually going to pull up one that I didn't know. I didn't know this whole thing. Okay. Okay. I, I was unaware that this was even a thing. I'm kind of curious what this is. <laughs> I, I mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. But, but when I was looking up the, the most impactful deaths, the death of Aquaman's son. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know about that until you brought it up. Okay. Because yeah. I was sitting there thinking about that and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that would make sense if they did that. No, no. That's right. That, that was an era where they were trying to reinvent his character. Right. Well, they had, yeah. the, the same thing was like a year later, um, Flash's wife died. Mm-hmm. But this is a year before that. And they were trying to make his character more important. So they had Black Manta kidnap his son, Arthur Curry Jr. The kid, from the looks of the images, could only be probably, what, like 10, maybe younger? Yeah, something like that. And he put him in a, vo- a thing of water and suffocated him. Yeah. And no matter how quickly they tried to save him, they couldn't. Yeah, that, that sounds like it would be an aftermath to like the Super Friends. <laughs> when it's like Aquaman talks to fish and it's like, all right, guys, we need to clear up Aquaman's reputation. He he's, doesn't just talk He's to been fish. riding on a, a seahorse. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's make him brutal. <laughs> let's make <laughs> let's, him lose his son. Yeah, let's make him lose his son in some tragic drowning. Like, <laughs> the, I think the worst part about that death yeah. is that it's not referenced anymore mm-hmm. because the crisis on Infinite Earth happened a few years later. Yeah, so all that out. kind of stuff was just wiped out. It, he never had a son. So yeah. there was no son to lose, which is why I didn't know about it. And I'm an Aquaman fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was an Arthur Curry Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But stuff like that, I think, should stay. Well, like, yeah, it his, should be referenced. his son died. And they took the risk to print that. His son died with his inability to save him. Yeah. They should reference stuff like that. They should yeah. just kind of keep that there. Even if it's only like in an origin story and it's mentioned in passing. It's like, yeah. and I had a son who was drowned by Black Manta. You know, and it's like, well, and it that's explains why, why him so and Black Manta are always fighting. Yeah. That does. Because I get Black Man is like, oh, you killed my father or you injured my father, Aquaman, depending which version you're in. Yeah. But like Aquaman is just like, go away. Just, yeah, just go away. That's, that's, that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Black Man is like, you punched my dad really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm going to be your mortal, your mortal exactly. enemy. Exactly. <laughs> but if, if Black Manta had still killed his son, yeah. that would make someone a mortal enemy. That would. That, that would be like, what? Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. That yeah. would, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought that back I, in Rebirth. I don't know. I don't think they'd have the, honestly, the balls to kill a child and a kill comic a 10 year old kid <laughs> dude they made uh they made way harper like a heroin addict i could see uh, them doing this. they fix it no he's just an alcoholic <sighs> i didn't like that that's Con- what i mean like the new era of dc i don't see the pulse like that <laughs> yeah it's that's true that's okay totally true. next up and you probably know this one mm-hmm. the story of Lori grimes oh god now here's a funny thing you actually corrected a misunderstanding that i yeah, had because i looked that up yeah so the understanding in general with the general audience is so in the comic it's the prison scene the governor yes. and everyone's attacking the whole shootout and everything i'm gonna hang that up <laughs> wow who in the world was that I don't know but I'm going to mute my phone real quick I apologize everyone listening if this didn't get cut um, so anyway the show kind of replicated what happened but she gets hit with a shotgun blast running mm-hmm. through and now the way the picture was drawn 
there was a very everyone assumed the baby was shot. That's what I thought. The baby yeah. was shot through Lori Grimes. I thought so too, yeah. and I was like, "That's probably that's an extremely tragic death." Now, mm-hmm. Lori trying to save her child, she gets shot in the stomach with a shotgun blast, and the child gets shot. No, it's even worse. Yeah, because um, Robert Kirkman came out and said, "No, the baby didn't die from the shotgun blast. It died when Lori fell on it." After falling over from a shotgun blast, dude, that's see, that's the worst thing, man. I mean, there was there's no way that death would not have been tragic. Whether it was like a sniper shot that went through Lori and hit Judy, whether or hit Judith, you know, regardless of what would have happened, that's super tragic. Because yeah. like the the craziest thing about that character in The Walking Dead at the time, what are they doing? They're doing the landscaping. That 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 part should oh, be okay. picked up. We're fine. Um, if you hear anything odd in the background right now, we're getting landscaping. Yeah, we're getting done. landscaping done in the backyard. <laughs> um, the craziest thing about like Judith as a baby is like it was like this fresh, young, vibrant, hopeful thing. Yeah. In like this super bleak world, and the idea is that with that with that baby dying, it was almost like like all hope was lost because now like there's no new generation. It's just back where they were before, you know? <laughs> which, which is, I mean, it's, it sucks when you think about yeah. it. <laughs> well, we so, were discussing how it's weird that, that, that they've kept Judy alive in the TV show because we, they probably don't want to kill a child on TV. Honestly, but I, yeah. what are they going to do with her at this point? I mean, I, I, I would take your logic about Aquaman's son and I would apply to this and say, they do not have the gumption to kill a baby on television. I told you what's probably yeah. going to happen is either the show's going to end and the baby's just being carried around or the baby's going to get kidnapped and it'll become a new driving force of the show. Yeah. And like the baby will just be out of the picture. For like Listen, three they or four already years. did that with what's her name with uh, Carol's daughter in season two. I think it was. Um, they can pull it again though. when it ended with that girl like just being a zombie the entire time. Yeah, like dude, that was one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen in a tragic show. death number. Uh, we're gonna add to this. We're, <laughs> yeah, gonna, we're gonna add to it. The, the daughter, uh, the the child on Walking Dead, the TV yeah. show. Because that wasn't even death in the comics, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, no, Sophia in the comics, she was fine. Yeah, there, there, that that never happened. She's still in she's in the comics. She has gotten together with um, Carl. She's still around, isn't mm. she? No, in the comics, last I saw in the comics, she liked Carl. Carl took off. He went to go join the Whispers with uh, Alpha's daughter. Yes, yes, that's what this it is was. a hell of a tangent. <laughs> yeah, this, this is one heck of a tangent. Yeah, dude, the guy, the Walking Dead's gotten so good. Yeah, no, the comics are so good. But you know, yeah. but what I'm saying is, she's still alive. They never yeah. killed her. Yeah, they never killed Sophia. Yeah. Okay, so Lori Grimes crushing her own baby. Mm-hmm. Really tragic death. Definitely. Okay, moving on. Uh, next, we're gonna do Sue Digby. Do you know right. the Sue Digby story? That's Identity Crisis. Yes. Uh, I, I know of it. I never actually read it. Okay. Uh, I get a million requests all the time to do it. <laughs> you don't, you've never, all, you really have not? I've no, never covered oh Identity Crisis. Okay. Yeah. So the superhero community is all cheery and happy and everyone's go, happy-go-lucky. They capture the villains, they go to prison, they get free, right? Yeah. Um, a, a long-getted man's wife, Sue Digby, suddenly dies. She's dead and then burned with a flamethrower and no one knows what the hell just happened. What? Yeah. So then a, a manhunt goes on that the superheroes' families are not safe. Mm-hmm. So what villain crossed that line? So a manhunt starts where they go looking for the villain. So it's like a whodunit kind of yeah, story? Yeah, the okay. whole story is a whodunit as to who killed her. Mm-hmm. And you start finding out all these secrets that the Justice League's been keeping from each other. Wow. Yeah, because they all start coming out of the woodwork. And the whole thing turns out to be the Adam's wife. She went crazy, shrunk down, created a brain aneurysm in Sue Digby's uh, brain, and then to cover it up, used the flamethrower. Holy cow. <laughs> that was it? That, that's, the, that's the whole, I, I just gave away the killer. <laughs> it was the Adam's wife in the library with the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it was. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was insane. Um, and the whole thing is like a darker side of the DC universe and our villain's going to finally be killing. It was insane. I'm pretty sure that, I might have them mixed up, but I'm pretty sure that's also the issue where the Death uh, Joke drops the entire Justice League in one fell swoop. Really? It's like three panels. He drops them all. 
He just wrecks them And all. he explains how he did it all. Pretty wow. sure that's the comic where he's like, the Flash is, uh, he, you know, he's super fast, but he always moves the same way. And he like sticks a sword out and Flash runs into it and things like that. Yeah. Damn. The Green Lantern, I think he does something to get rid of his willpower. Holy cow. Yeah, I made a video on it. Like, Deathstroke destroys the Justice League. It was like three minutes because it's just like a three-page spread. Damn. <laughs> Deathstroke wrecks the Justice League. I'm pretty sure that was the story. If not, it's a similar story. Uh, that yeah. is a, that's a video that comes out when the Justice League movie drops. <laughs> that's the, that's it's, video it's like a B-team of the Justice League. Like, yeah. Batman and Superman aren't there. Oh, okay. But because this is there in that period for Identity Crisis when they weren't core members, they were just popping oh, okay. up for key stories. See, that makes sense because yeah. I have a hard time believing. Well, oh no, that was a cool thing in um, what was it, Deathstroke Rebirth, yeah. where he threw green rocks at Superman. Yeah. And Superman thought it was kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. I'm pretty sure like he ignites uh, like all the arrows and green arrows quiver or something like that. Wow. To make him have to run off. That sounds pretty beastly. Yeah, no, he, it's Deathstroke. <laughs> he goes crazy. Yeah. Okay, so that's Sue Digby. Now, okay. Do you know the phrase? Woman in the freezer. Yes, Kyle Rayner's old girlfriend. Do you know the story behind that? Uh, Major Force was the one that killed her, right? Yes. Yeah, he killed her, like crushed her, and then put her inside. He the crushed. Okay, fridge. so yeah. Major Force comes down, and a, a side character that was just Kyle Rayner's girlfriend, he mm-hmm. crushes her, shoves her in the freezer, and that started a whole movement that women are nothing more than side characters to propel the plot. Yeah. Which I kind of agree with because Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was like nobody. Dude, it was nuts. Like he comes back and he opens a fridge and he's like, my God. Yeah, it's just like her <laughs> limbs all crammed in yeah, there. Yeah, that was like messed that. up. It was insane. Yeah. But that is a tragic thing that Kyle to this day still brings up. Oh yeah, dude. Here's a crazy thing. I was going through uh the whole the whole uh Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. Yeah. And I got to the first volume of Ion, the torchbearer, whatever it is, and he's on the planet learning about his powers from Mogo, whatever yeah. it is that he can do. And he literally references that. He's like, every woman that I meet dies. Yeah. Like every And woman that's always been like a dies. tragic thing that he keeps bringing up. That's why mm-hmm. he can't get into another relationship, because this girl got crammed into a freezer. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty tragic. It is pretty tragic. It's it's and it started a whole movement in comics of women having more important roles yeah. than just being a plot device to give the the male character, you know, reason yeah. to be sad. Getting crammed in fridges. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. so this one, tell me why the Hulk's death in Civil War Two is tragic. Mm. Because I, I imagine Bruce Banner was. Oh no 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 no! You're talking about the actual in in story explanation? Yeah. Oh, uh, if I remember correctly. Well, not not even the end story. Just why in Civil War II, them killing the Hulk finally, why was that so tragic? Why would I consider that a tragic death to put on this list? Because I feel like he would have been the one guy that would have been like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like He would have been the one logical, well, reasonable human being. You and I talked about this. So yeah. if you had been following current Marvel comics at the moment, totally awesome Hulk. Yeah. Bruce Banner did not have the Hulk. Yeah, he was just a regular guy. Yeah. But the idea, I think the explanation was if if there's a case that he hulks out and he loses his mind, like he had given an arrow or something like that to uh, Hawkeye. Right, but he, he did it before losing Jesus. his powers. Yeah, that's so true. So the way the story plays out and the way the timeline for Marvel plays out, the character of Bruce Banner is not able to turn into the Hulk. Yeah, he gave and uh, they Amadeus go, Cho absorbed the Hulk powers. Right. Yeah. And they let him get killed by a single arrow that he gave uh, Hawkeye to kill him in case it looked like he was going to be hulking out. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is... It was retconned later that he was looking for a way to become the Hulk again. Yeah, that. But I if the like. timelines matched up, because the exact, because here, if the timelines matched up, this is Marvel's timelines being messed up. Okay, mm-hmm. but in Totally Awesome Hulk, Bruce Banner was happy and not trying to become the Hulk again. Yeah, he was playing Minecraft during the exact time that that issue came out. Mm-hmm. So if the timeline matches up, Bruce Banner was happy, did not want to be the Hulk, had no chance of becoming the Hulk, mm-hmm. and he was shot. Yeah. Because he may become the Hulk. Yeah, I didn't like the whole retcon of like he wanted to come back. Yeah, yeah. So like later on they retconned it that the Hulk was, he was trying to, but that's not how it was. That was, yeah. it was just so tragic because he was finally done with it. Mm-hmm. 
and that's when he dies. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty messed up. Of all the times he's hulked out, of all the times he's lost his mind, World War Hulk. That's what I mean. He just like crushed <laughs> the entire Eastern Seaboard. It's when he's a normal guy, he finally gets peace, and they shoot him in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like that's like what was it? The ironic song from uh, from Alanis Morissette. Yeah, and it's like winning the lottery and then like dying in a plane crash the same day. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> Jesus. That's the Hulk basically. He won the lottery and then died. <laughs> yeah. God, that's messed up. So, okay. Next up on the list, I have Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy was huge. Yes. That was a huge death. Well, because it was the first major kind of character. Even though she wasn't major, she was still just a side girlfriend. Yeah. But someone that was important that yeah. died as a pivotal moment. Well, it was also the idea that there had never been a time before that when a superhero's love interest failed. Or yeah. I'm sorry, when the superhero's love interest died. The superhero would rescue her. He might rescue her when she's an inch from hitting the pavement. Or he might rescue her as soon as she falls off and there's no harm, no foul. But he would always rescue her. Right. Gwen Stacy was the first time that a superhero just failed so catastrophically yeah. that his love interest died. It was insane. <laughs> and, and, and Gwen Stacy, to this day, still gets referenced, still gets brought up. She mm -hmm. still gets turned into a clone. <laughs> yeah. Well, her death also set the stage for stories like The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Because her death came out in 71. And the idea was, okay. Well, comics started taking a darker turn at that point. Yeah, because it's like, if the love interest can die, the superhero can die. Yeah. And if the superhero can die, then anybody can die. And suddenly it was just, we can do almost anything we want to. So right. we started getting just some really dark and pretty sinister stories. Well, I mean, that that eventually led to the let's kill Superman in the 90s. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Which is the next thing on my list. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the death of Superman in the 1990s was massive. It was so tragic because was. DC, like, <clears throat> they wanted him to die. That was it. They mm -hmm. were just going to kill Superman. And then later was like, wait, what did we do? <laughs> no, that's, that's a crazy thing. They man, sold like gangbusters and they're like, Hmm, we got to bring him back now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is with with his with him, he had been just increasingly irrelevant since the seventies. Yeah. Because in in the fifties and sixties, Weisinger was writing him and he or was editing him, and he was just like, let's add something new every six months. And they were having him off in space and pulling planets out of like you know solar systems and stuff like that. And it was crazy. And people love the out there Superman can do anything kind of a thing. And then when Schwartz took over and grounded him, everybody hated him. So yeah. that's that's when Dark Knight Returns came out and Batman just took over Superman in popularity. And so getting into the 90s, Superman had just been increasingly irrelevant for 20 years. And then finally, DC was like, okay, well, let's kill him and bring him back to make him relevant. And yeah. it was the worst mistake they ever made. <laughs> it was so bad. It was a terrible decision. <laughs> okay. I know this is a fan favorite of yours. Mm -hmm. Captain Marvell. Captain Marvell. Man. <laughs> not Marvel. Not the. Not I've Carol got Danvers. my hair the same style that Benny has. She but copied me, by the way. That's a cool hairstyle, though. Yeah, <laughs> the way like, she does hers? No, your hairstyle and her hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> they look pretty amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Captain Marvel's hair. Um, no, Marvell, man, that was crazy. It's this 1984 book. It yeah. was written by Jim Starlin. And it was just basically him dying of cancer. The funny thing about this is, if you've ever read Thanos Imperative, it's basically like, what if that hadn't happened? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Right. And that's it. And he has a whole series. Like, I think it's like one or two issues, maybe a couple more, where he just goes around saying his goodbyes. Yeah, He's dying it. of cancer. There's no way to fix it. Yeah. Bye, guys. But he was an important character because he set the stage for the popularity of Marvel's cosmology. Yes. Like, he is the one that was surfing around the spaceways. You know, he was a silver surfer. Well, not really. I mean, silver surfer already existed. But he is what the silver surfer would later become in terms of all of the stories and the whole 2006 annihilation that Dan Abnett and all them did that set the stage for the huge cosmo, you know, cosmic stories and so on. Um, he laid the groundwork for all of that stuff. Right. And so him dying was huge because a lot of people look 
looked at that and they said, well, I guess this is the end of the whole Marvel Cosmos. <laughs> and <laughs> in done. a lot of ways, yeah. it, it never recovered. I mean, we had, um, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, but Infinity Gauntlet was like the last great, you know, space-faring massive story until we got to Annihilation. You had Infinity War, you had Infinity Crusade, but those weren't as good. They weren't nearly as interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty big. I also find it funny that that's when uh, Miss Marvel took over. Yes. And everyone's still like, she's so new and so we don't want her around. I was like, she's been around for like 30 years, She's guys. been around for a long, she's been around longer than that. She's been around since the Just because 60s? she started calling herself Captain Marvel doesn't mean that. Like, no one remembers yeah. Captain Marvel unless you're like just an old school co- a comic reader. Dude, I never understood that. So, so those guys who don't know, Marvel Now, two, or Marvel Now, the first one kicks off and it's like the second wave. Yeah. And it's like Captain Marvel, you know, and Carol Danvers. People are just like, hey, you can take the Captain Marvel name. Literally, you are a copy of his powers. Yeah. So, and you have a couple of abilities of your own. But, you know, the whole uh, wishing machine, I can't remember what that's called, the Psych Magnetron, like that gave her her abilities. Uh, they're like, take the name. And people are just like, no, she can't be Captain Marvel. He's <laughs> this totally irrelevant character from like 30 years ago. And it's like, <laughs> no one even, like, no new reader knows who the hell Captain yeah. Marvel is. I can show him a picture of the guy. I guarantee you, like, when this this podcast right here, this podcast, the image mm-hmm. went up for Captain Marvel. Half yeah. the viewers are like, who? <laughs> they, they, they would think he's a DC character. Yeah. Is he part of the Justice League? <laughs> if you knew who he was, and be honest, if you yeah. knew who Captain Marvel was outside of somebody saying Captain Marvel, and you're like, oh, is, is, there's a guy named that. If you know anything about him, let me know in the comments down below. I'm curious how many people actually know who Captain Marvel is. Dude, I like how you say that. Be honest. Would somebody do that, Benny? <laughs> would somebody go on the internet and tell lies? I, I, I think they would lie. I, I don't. You know what? You're right. You're right. Why would you go on the internet and lie? Why or would somebody go on the yeah, internet no, and tell right. lies? No, what was I thinking? Okay. Oh, so man. next we're going to talk about Jason Todd's death. Oh, that was big. Not only was the death itself tragic, where he mm-hmm. goes looking for what he thinks is his parents, mm-hmm. and he ends up in a warehouse. And the Joker ties him up, and beats, beats him, him with a crowbar, and then blows and then it up. Blows him up. And Batman has to deal with the loss of Jason Todd. Yeah. But it's the fact that the fans were so divided over this character that they wanted him to die. Mm-hmm. How tra- He's I think he's like a 12-year-old kid at this point. And the world around, I don't care if he's a comic book character or not, mm-hmm. the world voted to kill off Jason Todd. Now, do you know why they voted to kill him off? Wasn't there like a mistake or something with the way the voting system was? was uh... Uh, that was part of it. Part of it was that somebody, the rumors that somebody called in with an auto dial. Yeah. And I selected, it was like one to kill, two to save or something like that. And they just kept auto dialing. That's, that's the rumor. Now, the original reason why they wanted to kill him is Jason Todd was a pre-crisis character. He, he appeared before Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then he was basically an exact copy of Dick Grayson. Oh yeah, no, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. And so, fans but he was he was angry, it. and no one liked it. Yeah, and yeah. fans absolutely despised him. They were like, "Give us a different character. We don't want Dick. Gray- we don't want a copy of him." Well, they and wanted so, Dick Grayson back, is what they wanted yes. at the time, because no one was yeah. accepting him as Nightwing. They were exactly. Just, they yeah. were like, "Oh, we don't, why is he going to be Nightwing? Just make him Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Make him Larbin again." So they launched Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they were like, "Okay, well, I mean, people just don't really like him." So, like, I think it's 1987. Uh, I want to say 1984 was Crisis. No, no, I um, might be wrong. No, I'm not gonna uh, say 80, 80, 40, uh, 85, 86 was Crisis. Okay. 1987, I think, was the death of Jason Todd. Is that right? Yeah, because he happened yeah. after Crisis. Because yeah, the next two people crisis. on my list happened in Crisis. Yes. And we'll talk about them in one second, which is Supergirl and Flash. But. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the death of Jason Todd. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Supposedly, it was a fake phone-in thing. And uh, somebody... <laughs> <laughs> somebody like a person I guess they had no way to check how many who was calling so yeah. it, and that's the big thing no one yeah. officially knows if it was just a bunch of mm-hmm. people who wanted to see a kid die or if it was just a couple people with auto dialer no yeah. one officially knows but it was I guess way too easy to rig it back then mm-hmm. and assuming that that you are the person who did it and you're still alive congratulations 
you successfully single-handedly killed Jason Todd <laughs> in the 1980s. <laughs> um, which then, so basically, speaking of the crisis, though, we had two impactful deaths. Yes. Now, honestly, I don't know why the Flash was killed. But Barry Allen goes down, taking out the anti-monitor's cannon, mm-hmm. running so quickly that he just eradicates. And as we know, at the time, he's dead, and that's that's it. Barry Allen's dead. Then mm-hmm. 20 years later, we find out that he ran into the Speed Force, but that's technically a retcon, because yeah. he died. I don't know if there was a reason behind that one, or yes. if they just wanted to kill him. Supposedly, there was an interview, and I think I think Marv Wolfman did this maybe some five or six years after Christ on Infinite Earths. The idea was that DC wanted to move past Barry Allen. Yeah, they wanted to move into somebody new because okay. people because people who were getting in the, the whole idea of Christ on Infinite Earth was to just reboot everything. Yeah, well they, no, they wanted to, to clear, clarify everything. It's exactly, the big, biggest issue. And DC sat down. From what I understand, they sat down and they said, "Well, if we're doing this, it's going to bring in a whole new generation of readers. And if it's going to bring in a whole new generation of readers, we want to give them characters that they will find interesting and relate to." Wally West was already super popular at the time as Kid Flash, and so it made sense to just kill off Barry Allen and replace him with Wally West. Which initially there was a lot of like hatred towards it, but you ask anybody right now which version of Wally West they like classic Wally West or the new 52 yeah. let's tell you classic Wally West oh you know definitely. Goes well he phases. ended up being the Flash for almost 20 years yeah yeah like mm-hmm. everyone likes to be like oh Barry Allen and uh, Barry, Allen's, Barry Allen's only popular now because mm-hmm. of the TV show and Rebirth and I'm not talking mm-hmm. uh, DC Rebirth Flash Rebirth so 2009 yeah. Barry Allen was brought back yeah. and then he was put in the TV show and that's the only reason 90% of the Flash fans know who he is yeah, they were Everyone watching else Justice knows League. Wally West from the comics or the TV show. Mm-hmm. The the Justice League. Justice League Unlimited, too. I think he was yeah. also the Flash. In that. Yeah, he's been the Flash yeah. in everything. Yeah. Up until there's more recent years. Well, but a lot of Flash mythos that people know now was built on Wally West. Yeah. Like the introduction of the Speed Force. Oh, and that's but, funny, yeah, because a lot of people like to assume that, oh, Barry Allen didn't know. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, a lot of people, a lot of it was built on Wally West and then like retconned into being a part of Barry. Yeah, it was uh, Mark Wade was writing the whole thing at the time. He introduced the Speed Force and it was crazy because it was this story where I think Linda was going to die. It was this, he had this premonition or something like that. Somebody went to go shoot his girlfriend yeah. and he raced in in time to try to stop the bullet and merged with the Speed Force. And he started talking to her from the Speed Force and then eventually popped back out. Yeah. And then it was Mark Wade who came along and said Max Mercury was the first speedster. It was all those things that yeah. you know, went into all that. It was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So he died for that. But the, do you know the reason behind the Supergirl death? I don't know the reason behind it, but I do know it was tragic. Okay. So yeah. the tragedy was that she sacrificed herself so that everyone can get out of, I don't want to say the negative zone. but the end- Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the whole thing. Yeah, no. Uh, she's, she was the last man standing against... Um, Against uh, last the anti the last the last woman. Don't standing. tell Supergirl her pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> she was the last one standing against the anti monitor. Yeah, and that actually gave way to the idea that Supergirl was more powerful than Superman. Right. So, but they killed her for marketing. Did they really? So, with Crisis coming through, they were they loved to. I've read into this, and I always found it funny. Mm-hmm. They loved to say Superman was the last son of Krypton. Yeah. So, for marketing reasons, they wanted to maintain last son of Krypton, and you can't have Supergirl because she's also a part of Krypton. So oh, Crisis yeah. wiped out every Kryptonian so that it would only be Superman at that point. That's right. Yeah. Then they tried to bring her back as like Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought her back, but she wasn't idea. a Kryptonian. Yeah. She was a weird alien. But somehow Power Girl managed to make it all through. <laughs> and she was like, what is it? What is it? Something, she was like some, some ancient Atlantean something or something. Power it's, Girl? Power Girl. Yeah, dude, they, they screwed up. They, they gave her an origin after Christ on Infinite Earths. They gave her an origin after Zero Hour Crisis in Time. I, I, I they, always thought that her origin was that she was an Earth 2 Supergirl. I didn't know they had anything else in place. She, she was an Earth 2 Supergirl before Christ on Infinite Earths. Then they tripped, because remember, when Christ on Infinite Earths happened, there was no Earth 2. There never right. had been an but Earth I, 2. I, 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 I so. mean, and I might be wrong about this. But I remember reading that they just kind of kept her around. They did. And, they, and then she discovered later when they brought back the multiverse that she was still a part of Earth 2. Uh, they... 
they did something like that. I know they, they gave her her own origin in Justice Society Classified, I think it was. Okay. And it was like this 16-issue limited run where it just, like, like here's what members of the Justice Society were doing back in the early, to, uh, mid-2000s, I think it was. I don't remember if that was before or after Infinite, uh, Infinite Crisis. But no, they, they, they gave her like four or five origins to try to just make sense of her character. And everybody hated it. It was, it was bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was uh, let us know in the comments down below what the origins of Power Girl. I know mm-hmm. Dylan's gonna be watching this and he'll be sitting there going, uh, guys, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. You're actually... Yeah. So we're gonna move a little bit quicker. Okay. okay. So we're gonna, not gonna talk so much about some of these characters. Okay. Some of these don't take a lot of talking though. Yeah. Um, like, uh, well, okay, we're gonna... Here's the next big one. Robbie, just explain both the Jean Grey's deaths. Uh, we'll you do want, that you want the super simplified version? Yeah, let's do the super simplified version. Because okay. it is tragic because she died twice. <laughs> it is tragic. All right, Stanley, Jack Kirby, Maker, she sucks. So Chris Claremont, <laughs> hold on. Chris Claremont takes over. Chris Claremont's like, let's make her cool. So Chris Claremont introduces the Phoenix. Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix. Eventually sacrifices her life. She flies into a star or something like that. Anyway, Jean Grey's dead. All right. Marvel wants to bring her back. But the problem is, like, when she was the whole Dark Phoenix thing, it was like, no, 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 no. With this whole Dark Phoenix, you can't, like, she did bad stuff. You know, you have to exonerate her. So they said, okay, we're going to resurrect her. You know, and that was, that's Jean Grey. Like, they just said she was in a cocoon at the bottom of Jamaica Bay. <laughs> and the Phoenix, the Phoenix was like the Phoenix that we saw as Jean Grey was not actually Jean Grey. It was just right. the Phoenix Force impersonating her. And it, so. it, it's what makes it tragic, though, is the X Men had to deal with her death twice. Yes, once as the Phoenix, once as regular Jean, and poor Cyclops. She actually died a whole bunch of times. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. She was killed by Magneto in New X Men. She came back, then there was Phoenix End Song, and she's like, "Bye." And she, <laughs> she just took off into the White Hot Room. So yeah. her death's not tragic. Her existence is tragic. Her existence is tragic. <laughs> her death is tragic for Cyclops because Cyclops quit the X Men team. Yeah, and the original X Men quit out, didn't know what to do. Eventually that led to X Factor, but yeah, it was it was really tragic more for Cyclops and yeah. Wolverine yeah. than it was for Jean or so. Well, I know Wolverine dealt with it for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next on our list is uh, the Captain America death. Oh, that was big. I love the retconning confuses me as to what actually happened. So I'll let you explain it. Okay. Because I know so, he was shot in the steps of the court. He was shot on the after steps of the court. Civil War. Everyone, yes. for the record, I'm gonna before you do it, I'm gonna explain this. <laughs> Everyone likes to go, didn't he die in Civil War? No, he died in the aftermath of the Civil War. It's actually not in the Civil War story. Yeah. Civil War stories of him just it ends with him being arrested. Yeah, it came out some months after Civil War was yeah. over, after the initiative and everything. Um, no, the way they told it, the way they said it, it was a ploy by Dr. Faustus who can manipulate people, you know, by his ring or whatever it is, yeah. but hypnotic suggestion and the Red Skull. And okay. so what they did is they they staged the ploy. They said Crossbones is going to sit on top of the building and Crossbones is going to shoot, like look like he's going to shoot Captain America. The real killing blow is going to come from Sharon Carter. See, so that's when, what threw me off. Because yeah. I, I always remembered it as being Crossbones. Yeah, Crossbones shot him in the shoulder and injured him. And in the panic, Sharon Carter walked up and shot him in the stomach. Okay. And that's what killed Captain America. And now, so she was brainwashed, wasn't she? She was brainwashed. And it was crazy because as soon as it happened, Captain America gets taken to the hospital. She's in like a bathroom by herself. And the Red Skull's daughter, Sin, comes along and says like remember or something along those lines and then she recalls everything that she was brainwashed into killing Captain America it's a super emotional moment Yeah. but yeah Captain America's death was huge and it was tragic because it's Captain America it was like it made headlines Superman. it did yeah. it, was, it was like killing Superman it was just a massive moment in the history of Marvel Comics yeah yeah okay so next up on our list is the death of the ultimate Spider-Man I actually didn't read that okay yeah. So it's kind of like the where they end the entire story, the Ultimate Spider-Man, his entire story goes to 150 issues. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the whole thing, Green Goblin comes back from the dead and he's like, I'm done playing these games. And he grabs the entire Sinister Six and they go to Peter Parker's house because he knows who he is. And he just starts on his front lawn challenging him. Wow. And then Peter Parker has to uh, fight against the Green Goblin. But just before this battle against the entire Sinister Sin and the Green Goblin, he got shot in the gut. So he's already weak. 
Wow. He saved, I forget what it was, but he saved somebody. Yeah. And like on a falling bridge or something like that, and he got injured. So he's already weak. Green Goblin shows up. He's like, I'm done playing these games with you. It's on. And like, he calls in his buddy to, uh, to Human Torch. He calls in somebody else. They come in to try and help him. They both get taken out. Peter Parker gets beat down multiple times. Before it all started, he told Mary Jane and Aunt May to get out of there because yeah. he knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they come back because they saw it on the news. <sighs> so as he's beating down the Green Goblin, uh, he sees Aunt May and Mary Jane and he decides to give it his all to save them. Oh my God. To take God. them down. And he does one final push and he finally kills the Green Goblin. And he dies in the same process. <sighs> and he dies, I want to say it was in Mary Jane's arms, looking at Aunt May. And he's like, I did it. I, I couldn't save Uncle Ben, but I saved you. <laughs> Those feels, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm getting all emotional right here. Yeah, getting, me too, man. I'm getting, I'm getting misty-eyed. And, the, and the, it didn't, they didn't put it in the comic, but the collector's <sighs> edition cover was then him walking into the white light with Uncle Ben's arm around his shoulder. And it was Uncle Ben saying, you did good, kid. Damn. So in our video, I took that cover and I put it at the end. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I and bet, he I dies bet, I bet, there. I bet your fans were just like, oh, oh my God. And Mary Jane's like, why did no one call 911? Why, wow. why are you all standing there? Because like the public's just watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Human Torch is all tore up. Everyone's tore up. And he just dies. See, I picked up with Miles Morales. And that was the coolest thing. Because at the funeral, he goes to Mary Jane and asks her, like, why did he do it? Like, yeah. why did he become Spider-Man? Like, dude, it's, it's such a cool, dude. God. But that's how he died, defending Aunt May at the very end of everything. See, I don't want to read that now because oh, I'm, so I'm going to cry. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even need full context on it because you just yeah. need to know the Green Goblin and the Sinister Six because yeah. the story opens up with them breaking out of prison. Oh, dude, I'm going to cry reading that comic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that has to be one of the most tragic moments ever. But mm-hmm. at least it's like the hero got his reward in the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Uh, which death are we talking about? The original? The original, where he okay. saved Captain America, but had him frozen because of that. I mean, that's uh, it was cool. I mean... So tragic, though. Your friend saves your life and then goes to die. Yeah. Th- I mean, yes, we got it retconned later. He survived and became the Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was dead. That was... Well, no, he, I mean, he didn't really save his life. He just got trapped on a plane, on like a drone plane. I thought he pushed him off of the rocket. It's not a drone plane. It was a rocket. And I thought he pushed Captain America off, but his sleeve got caught. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Because I know the I know when he came back as the Winter Soldier, it was a great big huge retcon on his whole history. And yeah, which throws a lot of things out yeah. of whack. But his actual um, death was another one of those characters remembered it for a very long time. You know, Bucky okay. died saving me. Bucky died saving yeah, me. Yeah, that was I mean that was a pretty big thing because it was like Bucky Barnes was one of the characters that just stayed dead. Yep. That's why it was so huge when when Sharon Carter was like, I think it's Bucky. You yeah. know, then it turns out Bucky Barnes is back. Um, yeah, I mean I don't I never really considered it so tragic, but mostly because I was so removed from it. It's so old. Yeah. yeah, Well, it kind of goes back to the Batman, Superman, and the Spider-Man stuff. Okay. So we can keep moving forward because I know we're running lower on time here. This is a quick one. Okay. The original Doom Patrol comic. Never read Doom Patrol. They were given a finale. They were told you're going to be canceling. So the original writer killed the entire team off with them saving. uh, Hold on. I got It's my computer. Okay. The the original author put it in there as they saved a small town. And I wrote the exact thing that happened. Um, They saved the small fishing town of Codsville, Maine. Huh. All of them died in the saving. Big sacrifice. Dang. And it was the first time that a comic had ever ended with the death of the team. Yeah, usually it's just like they go on happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're moving on. Yep. <laughs> we're moving on to our careers, guys. We did, we did a fine job. <laughs> or they merge. You get Young Justice and you get, uh, what is it, Teen Titans merge yeah. into like one team. So the original Doom Patrol died sacrificing themselves. And mm-hmm. the cover even shows them all standing there over their own graves. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's old school, but it's a yeah. tragic one. Um, Hawkeye and the Avengers disassembled. 
Oh, not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Basically, they're fighting the squirrel. As yes. you know, we find out the whole thing's from Scarlet Witch. Well, it's, it's, it's the Kree. Yeah, she manifested all the warships. Yeah, the Kree. Yeah. And they ignite his quiver. And the, one of the most classic yet tragic deaths <sighs> ever in comics, Hawkeye can't pull off his quiver. <laughs> I thought it was more funny than tragic. <laughs> now, not all of these are truly tragic. I had to get yeah. 24 deaths here, man. <laughs> It We're works. cracking up. Maybe this one isn't quite so it's, tragic. It's not so tragic. Because instead of taking his quiver off, okay, yeah. he grabs one of the Kree, mm-hmm. they use our rocket pack, and he launches into the ship just yelling, not like that! Not like that! <laughs> and then just blows the whole thing up. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, if I was in his boat, I would have been like, crap! <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just, just grab it and just throw it off. Yeah. You're like, I want to be a reasonable human being and just put it over there. <laughs> well. Okay, uh, Human Torch. Uh oh, you're talking about um oh dude. That's another torch. one that he got retconned back into existence. Uh that's the one where he when he died fighting um Annihilation. Yeah. Dude, that was the coolest thing because <laughs> oh god. Oh, dude, about, I, yeah, dude go I love this so much. So like uh some villains or something like that break into the Baxter building, whatever, open a portal to the negative zone. Yeah. And so like Annihilus and his forces have already been defeated, they've already been pushed back. And so like Johnny Storm runs in and basically it's just like everybody get out of here. Franklin Valeria, everybody get out of here. I'm gonna save it. Like they try to bring him back, he won't leave, the portal closes behind him. Dude, it's one of the most badass moments because he turns around his full page spread where he's like, fly him on. Yeah. And that's, that's the end of Johnny Storm. And I was like, oh my God, dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's yes. so sad that they retconned it out that he survived later. <sighs> I but... wish they'd left him dead because yeah. that dude, he went out like a hero. Oh, Oh, no, he did. Like, he did. definitely yeah. did. And that's what you got to think a lot of times with these these uh, death guys. A mm-hmm. lot of times it, it is a death. Yeah. And then they just bring it back later. That's what cheapens it, man, because they go out just so awesome. Yeah. And then somebody comes back. Well, they were in a Kryptonian healing matrix. So was like, whatever. So, okay. Another tragic death. Terra on the Teen Titans. Never read that. Okay. That so in Judah's contract, Titans. we discover that for the entire year she'd been on the team, she'd been doing nothing but betraying them, working with Deathstroke, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beast Boy, even in the end, still thinks she can become a hero and that Deathstroke has brainwashed her. She then uses all of her powers to bring the entire building down on top of herself, killing herself. Wow. And th- because Beast Boy still cared about her, they gave her a proper bu- uh, burial, proper funeral, everything. And they never told the rest of the superhero universe that she had betrayed them in the very end. Damn. So, so they, the whole world thought she was just a hero. She went down a hero. And it wasn't until Blackest Night that people realized she didn't. Because that's when she came back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jeez. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, brutal. so we're running. We're, we are officially running low on our, our topics here. Okay. Luckily, there's going to be no B-roll for the end of this video. This video itself is going to be like 40, yeah. 50 minutes all by it's itself. It's going to be nuts. Okay, so do you know the story of the death of the wasp, which is what, the one that turned Hank Pym into the wasp? No. I'm on the last two here. You're talking about Janet Van Dyne? Yeah. No, I don't Secret so. War? Secret Invasion. So many secrets in Marvel Universe. I, see, I covered Secret Invasion, but I don't remember her dying. So the scroll version of Hank Pym altered her growth formula to make it uh, make her into a bio bomb. So that oh, as she would right. grow, she would make this dark energy that would mm-hmm. attack everyone. That's right. And she saw it coming and the queen used it to force her to grow mm-hmm. so that she would become this bio bomb. Yeah. And she grabbed everyone and basically ran towards the squirrels and died. Yeah. And she went down so heroically that Hank Pym, the real one, became the wasp. Became the wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also part of his identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I have like nine superhero identities. He is crazy as hell. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Now I'm going to end this one with one you'll never expect. Okay. You're never going to see it coming. All right. The death of Archie. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> 
you didn't see this saw, coming? Never saw that coming. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I don't read Archie. So I guess one, never this read one Archie I, I had to find. Hmm. Okay. But, and I'm, I'm going to read, this is the only one I'm reading verbatim. Everything else I knew about. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in issue 36, the shooting takes place at a fundraiser being held at the chocolate shop. While uh, Kevin's uh, FBI bodyguards are distracted by a suspicious character wearing a hoodie, Archie spots the real stalker aiming a gun. Archie then knocks Kevin and Clay out of the way just as the stalker fires, hitting Archie in the abdomen. The stalker then subdued by the stalker is then subdued by the security before he can fire again. And Archie's dying words are to Betty and Veronica, and he says, "I've always loved you." To both of them. Wow. <laughs> the last two panels of the issue are fill are a full page spread. The first panel showing Archie's body being cradled by Jughead as Kevin, Betty, and Veronica kneel beside him weeping. And the rest of the room is also in tears. And the final panel shows Archie's spilled chocolate soda with three straws from when he got up and took the bullet. Damn. Yeah. Wow. And I this never also knew made, Archie got that brutal. <laughs> and it also made kind of headlines because I guess this was a gay character. And Archie was protecting a gay character who was running for senator. Wow. Yeah, because this is supposed to be like in the future. So in the oh, okay. in the life with Archie comics, they had like two alternate realities of what if he had been with one person, what if he'd been with Benny or Veronica. Oh, okay. And so this is in both endings, he dies saving Kevin from the bullet. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I never got into Archie. I never did either. And yeah. I read this and I'm like, what? Archie sounds pretty badass. <laughs> you, know, you know about that alternate universe where Archie fights zombies, right? Yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard like Archie joins the Punisher. Yeah. Um, I've, heard of, I've heard of a handful of those. Ar- yeah. Archie's done some crazy stuff. Yeah. But there's definitely, I mean, I don't even know Archie that well, but I know Betty, Veronica, and the Archie dynamic. Yeah, I've, I've that I know ending. Of yeah. God, that's nuts. That love triangle, man. <laughs> so we've had a very sad podcast today. We have. Guys, I'm going to go cry. I'm going to go call my mom. You're going to go call your mom. I'm going to go listen to The Cure. <laughs> but uh, since we're running late, we're not going to do any B-roll today, guys. If you want more of the vodcast, the Benny and Rob experiment. I, mm-hmm. I switched it now. Now we're not the R&B. We're the B&E. <laughs> the, B, the B&E? The B&R-E. B&R-E. Like, uh, R&B like works better. R&B. I like R&B. <laughs> R&B. Um, with the Rob and Benny experiment, don't forget yeah. to subscribe to the Comic Story channel. Yep. You can also find this on iTunes and SoundCloud. When we finally get up there, we are in the works for doing that. So you can listen to us on your drive to work, guys. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is today's topic 24 of the most tragic deaths in comics that is nuts God. you okay you're gonna make it gonna, Dude, I'm, I'm gonna go cry we're gonna go cry i'm gonna go you're gonna go get heavy vaping i'm gonna go sit in a fetal position and just cry <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for joining us don't forget to follow me at comic story on twitter rob at com, uh, you're at comic story and also yep. uh, <laughs> i'm at comics explained he's at comics explained whatever you want to do and uh you can also subscribe to his channel at comics explained i'm mm-hmm. at comic story every saturday we bring you the r&b podcast where we go over general uh, general comic knowledge so that we can learn and you guys can learn because as yeah. you can tell we don't know everything um, and don't forget if you want to see us talk about gaming stuff in a very similar discussion fashion we are doing that now over at the gaming channel Eligible Monster you can find that description down below yep. and go check out our t-shirt Crack Akakum sales of that are going to support the <laughs> vodcast right now they're not going to support me they're going to support the vodcast <laughs> it's all good so thank you guys and uh, have a good evening peace <laughs>